I've been at this for 21 years and I noticed that there are two types of people who are best at removing distractions. Which one are you guys? Tough Love Tuesdays, Ego Killer Motivations. I'm not trying to mess with you, I'm just trying to let you know. You need to deal with distractions a lot better. Now, you're either gonna be someone that personalizes them or compartmentalizes them. Over the weekend right here, it's Super Bowl weekend in America, that's a huge deal. Over 100 to 60 million of you are gonna be watching this one football game. Most of you probably don't care about football, but that fanfare's got you locked in. And over the weekend, the starting quarterback, Chiefs, Mahomes, his dad, caught up in yet another DUI. And one of the first things I heard people talking about was, how is that man supposed to perform knowing that his pops is hurting back home? Now, it's Super Bowl week. Most of the stories that come out are the result of some digging. Somebody had to go to that man's hometown and find out some dirt on him. They're reporting it now. I think it's kind of despicable. It's fodder for people to talk about. But it does unearth one very real question about the nature of that dude, championship mindset, and you all being high-level performers that you are, and distractions. Let me talk to you about DUIs. At least in Cali, you get one DUI, and they try to put you underneath the jail just for that one DUI. And yeah, it's a severe offense, but... Common folks make this severe offense and you don't just get a slap on the wrist. They give you that big old fine. They throw you away in the clink for about five days, do that community service. They make you feel really, really under. They take your license. You gotta use Uber now. And the reason they mess with your lifestyle is because if you're kind of like middle class or working class, you have to change your whole life. So they throw the book at you making you change your whole life because they don't want you doing it again. You get three? It means you have a problem. In fact, if you have one, it means you have a problem and it's worth looking at. I'm just being honest. So it's clear that they have a really high performer who has a problem close by that he can't solve because it ain't his deal. It's his daddy's. Do you care about someone and then still have to lock in and perform at the highest level? I'm going to tell you how. You're gonna compartmentalize or you're gonna personalize that, all right? Which one are you? Do you store it and then toss it away or do you bring it to the forefront so everybody can see you dial in with your chest out and you run through that mess? Which one are you? Let me know in the comments right there. I have a lot of experience with both these types of folks. I also have a lot of experience with DUI people and DUIs. So I know people who have gotten multiple in short amount of time and it is a problem and a train on everybody around, but it's mostly kind of like this time to look in the mirror. And well, I've noticed this two type of person in this regard too. Personalizers. You guys tend to be the more resilient or tougher of those that I'm talking about because you take whatever static is going on in your daily life and you use it as do it fluid fuel to motivate you to push through to get ahead. Remembering that resiliency is a skill that you can learn. Resiliency is a skill, like how to execute the perfect overhead snatch. Resiliency is a skill, like how to do a perfect 45 degree miter joint or put together the perfect fit if you're on a first date or something like that. Resiliency is something you can learn over time with practice and personalizers. You take distractions and you allow them to fuel your next engagement inside teaches you this repeatable offense shouldn't happen again 
and those distractions become a means for you to get away from the source of those distractions. It's essentially, you're better at your intrinsic drive. That's a fancy way of saying you take stuff to heart, but not too closely. And on the other hand is the compartmentalist. This also takes a level of mental awareness and strength because y'all are the most neuroelastic, neurogymnastic bars. People out there taking a distraction or a series of them, putting them over in some corner of the crevices of your pink matter, your brain, and then still continuing forward. The difference with that I noticed with you guys over the years is that that never really goes away. You're still able to be distracted. And for those of you who are compartmentalists, I think there's a level of escapism there. And escapism is not the business because getting to the source of whatever is distracting you or why you're distracted at all never becomes the forefocus. So does this mean you're going to end up being the quarterback of some high-level NFL team? I've met a lot of quarterbacks in my day, and that position's really, really hard. And no, you don't have to be 6'4", 250. I met a lot of great quarterbacks out of like 5'9". But you're probably not going to be a quarterback, right? doesn't mean your distractions don't hang you up. So make sure that you guys personalize the event. And if you are going to compartmentalize, revisit later on. Figure out where the source of it is. And get rid of it. That is, of course, if the source of it isn't like your puppy or your kitten or something like that. You might want to find another way to kind of build up resiliency in that way. Which one of you? Let me know in the comments right there. And until the next one, stay all the way up.